Well, I see the toilet's overflowing. And I feel a plunger's needed soon. Well, don't come in here right now. There's shit up in the bowl. This big old fucking clog. What up, everybody? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. That that was not John Fogarty. That was Taylor Morgan. And this is Good After Morning, the podcast where I talk about mostly nothing. Um, and then I skip a bunch of weeks because I'm stupid. So, <laughs> here I am. I'm back. And, uh... Contrary to popular belief, I did not record a podcast before I released the one with Zayden, so there's going to be some moments that you guys heard where we're referencing things that happened that we said we were going to talk about, but we didn't. So, fuck yeah. How's everybody doing? It is a frizzy Friday. My boy Tater is, uh, is fighting tonight. Um... I don't know the name of the guy he's fighting. Maybe he sent me the thing. Oh, here it is. Look at that. Charles Valhalla Bissett. This is not it. This is not the guy Trader's fighting. But what are these fucking names? It's Charles Valhalla Bissett versus Chris Trauma Trammel. Wow. Okay, one of these guys looks like Neil Patrick Harris fucked, um, what's that motherfucker's name? The ham, the ham-headed comedian guy who does some, Jim Gaffigan. It looks like Neil Patrick Harris fucked Jim Gaffigan. And now he's wearing a Christmas outfit? This dude's wearing, like... It almost looks like the Gucci band, where it's like the two reds with the green in the middle, you know? But it's like Christmas red and green. Yeah, this this guy can't go near a school. There's no way. And the other guy looks like... Honestly, he looks like Baby Huey if Baby Huey wasn't a fucking duck. Or whatever the fuck Baby Huey is. <laughs> what is What is Baby Huey? Hold on. Baby... It is a duck. Dude, you ever just have shit, like, just stored in the back of your mind? Holy. Yeah, this guy, this guy literally looks like a a Slavic baby Huey. Chris Trauma Trammel. Nice. Freaking sick neck tat, dude. Where's Tater's fight? Hmm? Hmm! Where was it? Where was it? Um. Hold on. Let me. I think. Let Let me go to his Instagram. Huh? Yeah. God, this guy's got like nine fucking Instagrams though. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> and in this corner, we've got Tater Ball McSpadden. Fighting the defending Muay Thai champion for the Titans of Muay Thai title. <laughs> That's all it says. Jackson Parks. Fucking Jackson Parks. Now this guy, 
looks like he looks like he wore a lot of tap out shirts from Walmart in your remedial reading class in high school. That's what he looks like. He he's got a pretty hefty neck beard. Um, it's the thickest part of his. He's got like a whole beard, but it really comes to a head at the neck. Uh, does this guy have an Adam's apple? The world will never know. His nipples look a little too close together. I mean, comparing them to, to Tater's nipples, um, definitely small. <laughs> uh, he's got a built-in farmer's tan, which is interesting. Uh, I'm sure he had that at birth and it just never ended. Let's go ahead and like that post. So, uh, Tater is fighting the white trash version of himself, honestly. Um, <laughs> for those of you who are wondering, Tater looks like Andrew Schultz. If Andrew Schultz uh, grew up in Oklahoma, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, um, man, why am I just going in on all these fighters? Like every single one of these people I've roasted could just destroy me. It could just like kick me in the neck, and I'm dead. I'm just dead. You know me. I'm not a... I'm a lover. I mean, I played football and shit like that, but I've never been in, like, a straight-up, we both squared up and threw fists. Like, I've punched people before, you know? But it, it's never been, like... We never had a fight. You know, we never squared up. So... I don't know how I'd do. I think I'd do all right. My dad is fucking crazy. Um... And at the end of the day, I think I'll just take your eye. <laughs> I, uh, cause I don't have any, I don't have any experience throwing hands. And let me just put this out on the internet where anybody can listen to it. So that way, if you guys hear this and you could just come kick my ass. <laughs> but I really feel like, and I don't know if this is like, is this illegal? Like if, I know it's not cool, right? But if somebody starts shit with me, because I'm not a start shit kind of guy, I, I do know that I'm never going to be the one initiating the fight. Because I'm not. I mean, I haven't for fucking 22 years. You think I'm going to start tomorrow? No. So, if I don't initiate the fight, you know, the old grade school thing, I didn't do the first punch. He threw the first punch. I'm defending myself. Can I falcon claw his eye out like it's Kill Bill? Is that a thing? Like if if I get on the ground with this guy, can I just put my thumb into his eye socket? Or is that going to get me in some trouble? Because in certain situations, that's my fight or flight, you know. If, uh, let's be honest, I'm, I'm a big guy. Um, you know, I'm like 6'1", 200 pounds. Oh, I'm pretty big. Uh, mostly ice cream weight, but it's it's there. It's weight. So, if a motherfucker that is also big doesn't like something I say or, is, you know, is just looking to fight, so that also happens. That's how Zayden got fucking shot in the head, so. <laughs> They're out there. Um, if I'm in a no-win scenario... Is it bad karma 
to permanently blind this one guy in one side of his face. I don't know. You decide. <laughs> Send me an email. <laughs> if you started a fight with somebody in a bar and he just jammed his thumb into your eye, how pissed would you be? Scale of 1 to 10. And I do realize this opens me up to like getting stabbed or something. Like kicking me. But hopefully it's like quick enough, you know, I hit him with the And then, you know, we like he just like rolls around a little bit and I can just stand up and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then just run away, right? But running is also not one of my strong suits. See, I'm built like a I'm built like a locomotive. I can go the same speed for a long time. But that speed is not necessarily fast. <laughs> So, um, I might get caught if, if that's the case, you know, it's, uh, it's a real catch 22 out of the kid here. I think I just need to learn how to fight. Honestly, I like, I just got to box a little bit, you know, get my confidence up so that way I don't blind anybody. I'm also not afraid to fight like a chimpanzee either. I'll just fucking bite your dick. I ain't scared. If it comes down to it, if we're in the grapple, I'm just gonna latch on somewhere. So when a motherfucker starts biting you somewhere, I feel like you got one of two options. Either A, if it's not something he can bite off, you just beat the shit out of his head. Because all his focus is going to be in his chompas. Um, or B, you get him the fuck off of you somehow, like run away or some shit, like, like explode away from him. But how fucking crazy would it be to just like fucking take somebody's finger off, like just fucking, just fucking, fucking like it's a frozen chicken finger, just bite that shit. Oh my god. Oh. Holy. So. I've been microdosing Lion's Mane and Reishi mushrooms. Totally legal. They're gourmet mushrooms. But they're really good uh, for you. Immuno health, uh, cardiovascular health, neurogenesis in the brain, all that good shit. But I've been I've been doing this for about well over a week now, and I've just been mixing it up in a cup of coffee every morning. Well, this particular cup of coffee I didn't really stir a whole lot, and then I went to the gas station before I finished drinking it, so it was like cold, and I just tried to you know knock it back and finish it. Oh, and like none of that. <laughs> None of the 200 or so milligrams of of uh, mushroom powder was just kind of sitting at the bottom. And it just filled my mouth with wet dirt is what it felt like. And that was, that was really cool. I'm glad you guys got to hear that live. But I just put some water in it, kind of swished it around. I'm just going to... There we go. All right.
Well, that was fun. Yeah, the microdosing was cool, though. I, I kind of notice, um, and it's still early, so it still could be placebo, and it could just be also other factors in my life that are changing that, you know, kind of help it, but I do feel more positive, and I feel, I feel more awake, like, more often, you know, um, Namely, like, in the mornings, like, because I'm not a morning guy, and I feel I'm able, I feel I'm able to, like, get up and really kind of see what I need to do, you know, it's weird, I just feel more organized. Could be also that I'm sleeping like a human being now. Um, no, I haven't been working at research for a little over two weeks, I think, um, like two weeks straight up, maybe. So that's been cool. That's been really fucking cool getting to actually sleep and go to bed like a like an actual human being. It's awesome. It it you know, it's like it's almost like we're not meant to be awake at night. It's it's the craziest thing. It's it goes against your every fucking <laughs> fiber of your being to be awake at night. It's dumb. It's really dumb. My heart goes out to everybody that's working the night shift right now. Uh, rest in peace, your soul, because it's gone now until you get off of it. And then you'll get a piece back, hopefully. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten some pieces back. Um, I've been really on like a, on like a Taylor Morgan rebranding tour, you know? Like I've been really focusing on myself. And like shit I do that sucks. And um, just trying to like actually fix it somehow, you know. Or at least putting thought into fixing it. Which, as we all know, is the first step to recovery. Uh, I think, does, does Captain Planet say that? Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> God, dude, bring back Captain Planet. Where's the Captain Planet rebrand? I've been waiting for that for a minute now. <laughs> um, sorry, I just got a fucking sexed message. Uh, so I've got I've got some shit I need to do today. I got to do a little laundry after I record this. I was gonna try to do rec- laundry while I record this, but that's dumb. So I'm not doing that. And uh, and then after that, I gotta get my shit together and I gotta go wake up Mr. West aka Mr. Zayden um wake up Mr. West oh he up (laughs) Uh, dude I need god I wish I actually used my soundboard I'm gonna be honest with you because getting the fucking wake up Mr. West and then good morning Oh my god, dude! Whenever I've, I, I honestly, I need to just try and chop and screw together a shitty fucking little music intro because you bet your sweet bippy that Kanye West going good morning. That shit is in there, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> good morning. I love those memes. Or it's just a fucking 
the sun coming through a window in like a dark room. And then it's Kanye West, just like shitty, shittily photoshopped underneath a blanket. <laughs> and as the sun comes up, like you just like the blanket just kind of moves off of him. <laughs> he goes, Good morning. <laughs> Holy shit. God. Okay, so what if like I became a stand up comedian who just read memes on the on the thing? Like, like I could just describe memes. Like, okay, so there's this one meme where it's like this red couch, like at a club or something, and it's and it's like it's like Tupac Shakur sitting there, and he's got he, he's drinking a liquor, and he's and he's like at a table, and then like right next to him is is is, is Steve from Blue's Clues, and that that's where everybody laughs. <laughs> um. I, I feel like there's a market there. I can make this work. I'm just kind of scrolling my Instagram. These are all videos. I don't know how to describe a video. There's <laughs> too much going on. Too much inside my head. You wouldn't understand. What it's like. Holy shit, dude. I went and saw Bill Burr. Bilber. I saw him two nights ago at the uh, Starlight Theater in Kansas City, and it was badass. So, we went to this Italian restaurant near the uh, the venue, and it's a pretty nice place. Uh, whenever we sat down in there, um, they had a very clear demographic, and that demographic was middle-aged and white. <laughs> It was like they had this really cool like little front room where it was basically a bar and it had like 10 tables in it. Maybe. It was like five tables and they were all like two seat tables and then they had the bar and there was a couple people sitting there and that's where like the chefs were sitting there probably cooking for just those people at the bar. Um, you know, cooking like a chicken parm and shit as we walked in so I was like, oh fuck, that looks good. So as, you know, we walk in, we round the corner into a room that's like as wide as my double wide trailer that I live in, or my single wide, sorry. And it was like 40 tables in there, like 50 tables, something like that. Felt like, but they were all full. The table in the back had like 30 people sitting at it. Um, and they were all old and white. It's crazy. So I was like, okay, well, at least the Italian food's probably good. <laughs> the wine must be bussing or something, because it's really attracting this uh, this demo here, um, which is not poor. <laughs> so we sit down, and we're eating and shit, having a good time. I have a, I have a glass of Prosecco. Our waiter's kind of cool. Um, I don't know why... But he ended up, like, hooking Megan and I up with a couple um, glasses of, of wine for free out of this bottle. I think it was the last bottle of whatever. And he was like, four glasses makes a bottle, so you guys just get the rest. And he, like, topped our shit off. And uh, that was pretty good. So I was getting a little fucked up. And I'm sitting there eating my salad. And there's a goddamn roach in it. <laughs> 
I like take a bite of salad and I look across the table at my brother's girlfriend who's there with us. It was me, my girlfriend, my brother, and his girlfriend or his fiance now. After fucking however long that took, they are now engaged. So congratulations, Jake and Ladaney. Um, yeehaw. So there's a goddamn roach in my salad. And I see it like in her face. I look down and there's just a sauce covered roach. She said she saw it move. I didn't see it move. Whatever. My girlfriend also said she saw it move. But she said it fell off my fork. Like it was on my fork. And like the one that I put in my mouth and it fucking hit the thing. So I'm just like, you know, I'm halfway drunk. I'm high as fuck. Megan and I have just been hitting this little fucking dab thing. And, um, it's like, well, f- fuck me, you know, it, it looks good, it's soft up, they had some good house dressing, you know, had some Parmesan on it, I, I probably just would have fucking ate it and been like, damn, there's some good protein in this shit, <laughs> but, you know, home, home dog walked up and he was bringing us our food, actually, and I'm just, I just kind of show him the plate, I'm just like, hmm, what do you think, and he goes, oh my god, he goes, one second, and he just like sets the shit down and he picks the thing up like scurries off with it and then he comes back out and he's got our food and uh you know he's all fucking in a tiffy i should have just immediately been like so the meal's free right but we didn't so we we still ended up paying a little bit which is retarded uh that's on me i should have i should have just immediately asked for a free meal (coughs) instead he gave us like he gave us, uh, my plate was free, and he gave us, like, free dessert, and then fucking, uh, uh, the table behind us with all the motherfuckers at it who were having the most horrible conversations, like, they were definitely co-workers, and they were, you know, just out, and it was honestly mind-numbing having to sit there and listen to the shit that they were talking about, because it was all shit that amounted to nothing. Like, not even stories, anything like that. Like, they would, like, halfway talk about a, a band or something and then move on to something else. Like, I don't know. It was all, it was all weird. So, um, they leave, and they left, like, a fucking... It was pretty much... It was, like, half a bottle, honestly, of... Uh, some really good red wine the dude was like y'all want this and we were like mm-hmm yeah and he and he, we uh you know we sucked that down it was really good um so i was pretty fucking drunk by the time i left there i had you know like four glasses of wine one of them was pretty fucking hefty from the last of that prosecco so and it was good wine too all of it um so we rolled out of there late uh, the show started at 8, and it was about 8.30. It was taking them forever to get our shit, so that's another reason I wish it was free. Um, so we roll up, and as but the venue's like 8 minutes away or some shit. So we roll up to the venue, you know, like, they don't even really, like, check our tickets or anything. We probably could have just fucking rolled up to the spot. But they, uh... You know, they kind of get us through their hat, like they're halfway putting up the security shit, you know, whenever we get there. Because it's like 30 minutes in. Joe Bartnick was the opener, and he had already been off stage. As we pulled up, we could hear Bill Burr. He was really early in his set, but still, you know, like panic mode. Like, we're, like, jogging. So, 
We get in there, and the Starlight Theater probably holds like five thousand people. It's really big. It's really big. It's uh, it's connected to the Kansas City Zoo. It's like an outdoor amphitheater type situation. Uh, at, over there, which is really cool. So we got there. Bill Burr's on stage doing his thing. Fucking rocked the house. His next special is gonna be so fucking funny, dude. I can't wait. It's gonna be so good. And it was really cool because that is the first time I've ever seen a stand-up comedian in that setting, in like a theater, like large setting. Because, you know, I'd only ever seen, uh, uh, you know, Tom Segura, and it was in a club. So seeing, you know, a guy of that caliber doing that show, and you could tell he was working shit out. Like, it's kind of hard to explain. But you could see him going through his thought process of the jokes and shit like that. And, you know, I listen to a lot of Bill Burr's podcasts, you know, like I kind of, I don't want to say I know how he thinks and how he does his comedy, but I have an idea of the way he likes to write, which is, you know, he'll, he'll write shit down like, you know, somewhat, but he does most of his working on stage and you could really tell that he was exploring some topics. And there's a few times they were tags. They were 100% tags because he was reacting off the audience. And he would, you know, he made a tagline off of a joke he made. The audience reacted. And then he had another tagline that, like, really made him laugh. But it went along with what he was saying pretty well. But, you know, he was laughing. And then, you know it's like moments like that you can kind of tell that like oh that kind of shaped part of the set you know that's probably going to end up coming through somewhere maybe not it might get you know reworked again that guy works like a fucking animal so uh it'll be interesting to see because i can't wait honestly to go see tom segura in march because whenever megan and i saw him it was in november or October. It was almost a year ago. And uh, so, you know, kind of coming out of COVID, kind of not. Because everybody's like, uh-oh, the winter. It going to make it COVID again. So he was doing basically a secret show at the Bricktown Comedy Club. And we went and saw him. And he was 100% working shit out there. I think it was on the his little bill that he was, like, working shit out. Or, like, first show back or some shit like that. Like trying new stuff or something like that so he had like a you know the yellow fucking legal notepad out there with him and it was cool to see him kind of go through uh like he got up there and you know he kind of warmed the crowd a little bit hit him with some zingers and he's fucking tom segura so he doesn't really have to do that so much he's got such a big audience you know the people that are going to be there at that show are fans a hundred percent so he basically walks on stage and the audience is ready to laugh, which is probably an interesting dynamic to have when you're a comedian like that, because I I would guess it would make it hard to figure out like what's funny, like initially, you know, or like at all, because if you're in a doing a show like that or you only do shows like that, I'm sure it, when you, if you're Bill Burr, right? And you just only do shows in, like, the Northeast, maybe, like, 
Virginia area, some shit like that, where he probably has a lot of fans. Because I love Bill Burr. I love the shit he has to say. His comedy always has a point, and it's always a good one. And he's so good at just being a contrarian that I, uh, I don't know, dude. I, I idolize the motherfucker a lot, actually. But he does have points that if you take them at face value... You could just be like, oh, he's a right-wing misogynist, right? But you have to, you know, that's the no thinking. That's the first glance, you know, and that's why a lot of people don't like Bill Burr. But he does have a point, and it is a good one, and it's not always as right-wing misogyny as you think it is. So... He probably has a lot of fans in, like, the South, in, you know, the Northeast, uh, like, Philly and shit like that. Probably not Philly, because he, you know, well, probably in Philly. Anyways, Bill Bear's a legend. Speaking of legends, this is the part where I talk about Norm MacDonald for 45 minutes. Holy fuck. Norm MacDonald died. Norm MacDonald died. And it is, it's the first time a celebrity's died in a long time, like probably since Tom Petty died, where I was like, fuck, like, fuck, you know, it gets to you. He's like, I'm a big Tom Petty fan. I fucking love that guy's music. And I was lucky enough to see him at the BOK in 2015, uh, just two years before he died. And I was unlucky enough to not see Norm MacDonald before he died, uh, I actually have a story because whenever I was figuring out that there was cool people going to the Bricktown Comedy Club still in COVID and shit like that, like David Tell went, I didn't go to that because I'm retarded. And <laughs> uh, uh, I was just checking, you know, to see who was there. And I checked it on like a Sunday and, you know, for like the next weekend to see if I could go the next weekend. And fucking Norm McDonald was there that Sunday the past Saturday and Friday and I didn't get to fucking go and now I want to um, chew on a box of nails because that really sucks Um, it really sucked at the time because fuck dude I love Norm Macdonald I've always loved that motherfucker like even before I knew really who he was or the scope of who he was like, just seeing him on those Saturday Night Live uh, uh, Jeopardy bits or, like, clips of him. Because my first exposure was 100% his Saturday Night Live stuff. And his celebrity Jeopardy as... Uh, the fuck is that guy named? Smokey. Uh, not Smokey. The Bandit. <laughs> From Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, he's got the best mustache of all time. He's in that movie Gator. Uh, Motherfuck me in the butt, dude. You guys are yelling at me right now. Because... Burt Reynolds. God damn it. Burt Reynolds. Okay, so... 
<laughs> you ever just smoke weed and forget? It happens a lot. Um, his shit as Burt Reynolds on the SNL Celebrity Jeopardy is so good. That was probably my first exposures to him. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a big app. It's funny, you know. That shit. <laughs> is uh, as I'm in it. Um, okay, uh, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Fucking <laughs> Turd Ferguson. Holy shit. Dude, Norm MacDonald has some of the funniest shit. And I know if you guys listen to a lot of podcasts or anything like that, you're probably going to get a lot of this this week. But my God, dude. His roast of Bob Saget. Do yourself a favor and look up Norm MacDonald roast of Bob Saget. And there's a video posted by... The channel I'm Not Norm. It's called Norm MacDonald and the Bob Saget Roast. It kind of explains his thought process behind the Bob Saget Roast. Like it's got him talking about it and some shit. And then I think it actually has, towards the end, it actually has um, big chunks of his roast. And it's so fucking funny, dude. It's so funny. But I'm getting a phone call, so hold up. (laughs) Oh, women, am I right? Uh, Can't live with them, can't live with them. Let me tell you. Anyways, do yourself a favor and check out that Norm MacDonald shit. That channel, I'm Not Norm, I don't know who's in charge of it, but they've been posting daily for like years. (laughs) Just Norm MacDonald shit. Bob Sager. There he was. Um, they've actually, they've, they've posted some fucking heartbreaking shit, like celebrities react to the passing of Norm MacDonald, Norm MacDonald foreshadowing his battle with cancer, comedians share their most cherished Norm MacDonald stories, (laughs) like oof, oof guys, like I, I respect the grind. The Norm Macdonald estate still needs to make some money, but oof, man. It's not good. This shit hurts my soul. My Twitter has just been a heartfelt fucking comedy storm, honestly, because everybody just keeps posting all these videos of him. And it's... It's bittersweet, man, because that, that guy was so fucking funny. He was so funny. Like, as a comedian... He was the most not give a fuck. Like, I had some revelations on on shrooms. You know, whenever you're coming down, and you're like, you're not. I wouldn't say high, but you're still high. But you're, you know, you're, you're thinking really big still. Like on the come down of shrooms, that's when I have my big thoughts. Like I'm thinking about like fucking society and shit. You know. But I had a revelation, and this is going to sound dumb. I know in the moment it sounded dumb whenever I explained it to Megan and Zayden, but I was also the only one on shrooms at that point, so they they could not relate. 
Um, The the thing about jokes and irony is no matter what, the joke is always on the person not telling the joke. Because if the joke isn't funny and the person, the audience doesn't laugh, it then becomes funny later that they didn't laugh at that joke because of irony so if you go on stage and bomb it's still funny because a joke is always funny in some way because it's all subjective but I guess what I'm trying to say is like the butt like the audience is always the butt of the joke whether or not they're along with it you know what I'm saying so Norm MacDonald whether or not he fucking had that dumbass idea in his head he embodied that he really did because he would go on stage and tell jokes out of a 1930s joke book and legitimately bomb on purpose because it was funny like it would be funny that he's bombing he would tell these long convoluted dumbass setups for these jokes like literally six minute setups for a joke that has a Laffy Taffy punchline like the joke is that the joke isn't funny and it wasn't going to be funny but he's telling it like it was going to be funny and it's the most like masterful shit he would do that on live TV his Conan appearances are insane he'll just go up there he has one I think probably his most famous joke like that is the moth story and I actually heard Conan uh, talking about it this morning I watched one of those fucking videos and <laughs> he said that like they were going to uh, they had Norm on for like the first bit of the show like the first act or whatever and then something happened so they needed him for the second act as well for the, another seven minutes so Norm didn't know that he thought he was just going to do like the first appearance and then he's done he didn't know he was going to come back out so he ends up coming back out and they tell him we got a you know seven minutes so he tells this joke in the moment the moth joke it was like he probably somewhat had it like in his mind like you know this can be a long one but he made it fill the entire amount of time it's like a seven minute 30 second video like <laughs> like the the one of him telling the joke is so it like the way you can just be in the moment like that not giving a fuck like literally not giving a fuck like okay I gotta fill seven minutes here's seven minutes of horse shit <laughs> and uh, take it or leave it and it's shit like that 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 really stands out because that's so contrary to what people try to do just in everyday life you know it's like there's always you know there's always an edge to whatever you want to put out it's, and it's the ego like I don't know if Norm Macdonald just had no ego in general or 
just had such an enheightened ego that the joke was always on everyone else. It's it's kind of crazy, man. It, it's it's crazy, and I hope at some point in my life I can get to that level of comedy where I just literally do not give a fuck on stage, like I. Because at the moment, I'm very reserved on stage. I'm like, maybe reserves the wrong, no, reserves the right word. Because I just, I'm not comfortable, right? To have that comfortability in yourself and in your art, to be able to go up there and just be like, ah, fuck it. Here's a seven and a half minute story about a fucking moth. I don't even remember the point of the story but dude it's insane it's an insane fucking comedic mind to be able to do that and it sounds so simple to just not be funny but it's not that's not it like you have it's his delivery it's the way he talks it's the way he like um it's the way he presents the bullshit that's that's where the art is. That's the art. It's not just getting up there and being like, hey, you know why the chicken crossed the road? <laughs> Get to the other side. You can't just do shit like that. You know. So, a little something to think about. Um, rest in peace, Norm. Top five comedian of all time, for sure. Uh, that really makes me want to go see Ron White and Joey Diaz before they fucking die. Because holy shit. Norm MacDonald was 61. I think Joey Diaz is about to be 60 and Ron White's definitely 60. Like, god damn it. <laughs> There's all these guys. Jerry Seinfeld's fucking like 70 now. Like, dude. I gotta get on my shit. I gotta go see these motherfuckers because... It's a wake-up call. Like, fuck me. Anyways, uh, go see the people you love. Give them a kiss, because you never know when they've been battling cancer for nine years. And that goes for the people you see in the street, too, because their grandpa's been battling cancer for nine years, and they've been watching him die, and that's why they were an asshole to you at the Starbucks line. So just take that into account before you be a little bitch. Anyways... It's been real good after morning. Uh, share this out to all your friends. I know you don't have any, but it'll make me feel better. Just tell your sister, um, especially if she's got tats. Uh, <laughs> uh, leave a review. Like and fucking follow me. Uh, good after morn on Twitter and good after morning GG on Instagram. Uh, Boop 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 doop.